This is Planted, a podcast that encourages us to be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ and established in the faith. Today we wrap up our Season 2 study of Paul's epistle to the church in Colossae. We take time to revisit a few of our favorite highlights. Hey everyone, it's Pastor Matt Grimm. I'm here with Thad Keenel. Hello, Pastor. It's good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you too. We are here with our Planted Podcast, and we are on our last episode of Colossians. Wow. Season two. Yeah, season gone. two, wrapping up. Uh, and so we are going to read the, the ending of, the, of chapter four here and, and discuss it a little bit, but also just do a little bit of wrap up of the entire uh, Letter, raise some issues, see how many problems Thad has with, with the stuff we've been we've been doing here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, again, what we tried to do this season with Colossians is both teach through the Book of Colossians, raise some issues, and by no means would Thad and I say that we've covered everything or that we're experts on Colossians. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> but we we just tried to model. You know, use, one of the things we try to do is model using some of the Bible study tools, how to study a book of the Bible, uh, how to use some different resources, you know, identifying, you know, working with some Greek words and definitions, and, and you all learned how bad my Greek grammar is and my Greek pronunciation, all that kind of stuff <laughs> as well. But really trying to understand as best we can the text itself, the background, the culture, and discuss, you know, what's... What's happening in, in our world today as it relates to some of the things even, you know, Paul was dealing with then. And um, I hope, too, one of the things that you see, even in, in, in this podcast I was thinking about this week, that is that, you know, hopefully in some ways we're a model of what it is to have conversation around Scripture. Right. right? It's, it's so important, you know. Uh, you can do a lot of self-study, and, and you should. You should be in the Bible a lot, and you can read commentaries. But what those don't give you is a an immediate response back right. and forth to let your your brain just kind of you know wander through this and and meditate as you're having the conversation right. because uh, some of the things that you say sparks something right. you know in the right. scripture for me for me it could be e even from a different passage yeah and so that's what's great about you know and that's what the Bible means by uh, iron sharpening iron right, right? exactly and, and that's part of meditating meditating is an ongoing thinking about things it's not just like, you know, repeating the same stuff over and over again. You know, it, it, it really is thinking about it, trying to apply it to our lives, talking about it. That's why, like, you know, hearing some of the things the Holy Spirit convicts that of then convicts me, you know, or, or vice versa. You know, we need that. We need that ongoing heart transformation. We need to come back and reflect on, on did we get that right? Didn't we? You know, what's that look like? Uh and so, it, you know, all that's part of our growing in learning, and learning in, in, in biblical terms is discipleship, and discipleship isn't just that, you know, getting the head knowledge, it's actually having our hearts transformed, it's having our very lives changed in growing into this new person that we are in Christ, letting the old man pass away and the new man, you know, mature and into, into Christ-likeness. Right. And one of the things that um, has stood out to me in in this topic or in this book, as we've been studying it together, is just how um, 
personal it is, how the relationships work. There's there's many people that are mm-hmm. involved here. We've got people that are in prison. We've got people that are in churches. We've got people that are um, in one location talking to another, and they're all um, intimately concerned with one another and how the how the body of Christ is doing. Absolutely, and we see that personal investment on Paul and, and, and these others, partners that he has in this church, which he has never even been to. Right, that's right. You know? And so I, that's convicting to me because, you know, I'm one of those people that can be kind of out of sight, out of mind, you know? Right. Um, I don't know if that's – men can maybe be this way a little bit more. I don't want to be too stereotypical, but I mean, I can – I can have a good friend of mine I haven't talked to in three or four years, and I can pick up the phone and feel like they're still one of my best friends, right? You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> but but uh, you know, but I think the point is is that that we see this deep personal investment, and that that the church is about relationships. It's fundamentally built on a relationship with God and Christ, which Colossians brings out. And we we've talked over and over again about one of the centerpieces of this letter is fifteen to twenty of of chapter one of just the preeminence of Christ and. How he he it's it's all about him and and what he's done and accomplished for us and for the and for the entire creation um, and 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 for uh, bringing things back into the order and purpose in redeeming all things mm-hmm. you know for God's eternal purposes that we as individuals get to participate in but we participated in it in community right 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 yeah exactly. and so. And so Paul prays all these things for for a community of people, and he's he's writing, um, and and we'll just end. You're gonna see hear all these names as we read verses seven. I'm gonna have Thad read verses seven through eighteen here at the end of, of, of chapter four. And we'll, we last time we he he said to continue to pray earnestly and and. Uh, to, to pray for him and pray for the doors open for the gospel and and you know that's just that that's another indication of that partnership. Paul knows that we need to pray for each other and he wants prayer from his partners in the gospel. And so it's out of it's out of that that we then now enter into verse seven. And so why don't you go ahead and read for us? Okay, so it begins with uh, verse seven is Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, uh, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will tell you of everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him. So those are in parenthesis. And verse 11, and Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Heropolis. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha, the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the churches of the Laodiceans. And see that you also read the letter from Laodicea, and say to Archippus, 
see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. All right. Uh, well, let's pray. Father God, we give you thanks for your word. We thank you for um, your spirit who comes to be our teacher and counselor and lead us into all truth. And we thank you for Jesus, um, the son that you provided for us uh, so that we uh, could be made right with you, restored into fellowship and, um, and, and get to participate in your kingdom. And so we, we pray all this in his name. Amen. Amen. So a lot of names here. Yeah, a lot of names, um, a lot of partners. Uh, I saw one commentary I was reading, uh, in, it used an interesting illustration. I think it was actually N.T. Wright. He, he used an illustration of a thread. So if you think about, uh, I'm not a seamstress or a, a sewer of any kind, but, even, but uh, he, he said that, you know, a piece of thread is not that big. It's not that thick. But... Um, you pull it taut and you put it in a needle and you, and you sew two pieces of fabric together. Or, you know, it could be maybe it's a leather string and you're sewing a saddle together. Who knows what it is? But, it, you know, it just can comparison that piece of thread or, or that string is small and thin and uh, comparatively. But when you weave it, when you poke many holes and weave it together, it's become strong. And it actually can take a lot of pressure and, and so forth and that, that holds things together. And he uses an illustration of all these different names. I think there are maybe seven or eight names that are listed here. Are all those different holes um, being pulled together by the same common thread of the gospel in Jesus, in essence. And so there's a, there's a sense in which there's the strength the in, in that's held together there that, that's right. being demonstrated here. I thought that was a cool illustration. It's, it's great. And because I'm a mathematician, uh-huh. I go back to physics class with the, the cable and the pulley system, mm. right? And so you have the, the cable goes up and it wraps. If you have it go up over a pulley and you have to pull down on it, it just goes over the pulley and it's tied to a 100-pound weight. Mm-hmm. And you pull it, you have to give it 100 pounds to lift that weight, right? Okay. But if it goes around the pulley and then around a second pulley up to a third pulley and then down again, uh-huh. as many pulleys as you have reduces that by a factor of two per pulley. So now you you get five pulleys and and now you only have to pull ten pounds. Oh wow! Right, that's and so cool. so that's it's like us. So, the, so the more <laughs> yeah. that there are you know working yeah. together as the body, right? Um, the workload uh, as one, yeah. You know, you don't have to carry the Man. entire burden. Man, I needed that illustration for my sermons this past Sunday. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's good. No, I love that. I'm going to steal that. Uh, that. That's perfect. But I think I think that we get a sense of that here. You know, when we were talking about, you know, before we even read the passage, the importance of that, those relationships, and we see here that that um, Paul is is willing to. He's an he's an apostle. You know, he he's he has the authority given to him by the other apostles. You know, they recognized him. When he was, he says he's one unusually born, right? You know, yeah. and so, and, but he went before them and they all said, no, you are one, you know, you are the apostle to the Gentiles. And, and so um, he could just go through and say, no, I'm all I need. You know, I'm, I, I met the Lord personally on the road to Damascus. I got the Holy Spirit and, you know, I'm going to go do this. But he's been through a lot. He's right. in prison right now. Right. You know, he knows the need of the body and he's willing to rely upon the depend them and, and send them out, and and to carry his letter, and to speak on his behalf, and and I think that's uh, 
a good thing for us to remember. Right. You know, and he, and he's not denying the fact that he's um, in prison. He's ask, actually yeah. asking them here in the very last line to remember yeah, remember, remember him in this yeah. change. You know, this right. is this is the body of Christ going through the the tough times yeah. and the tribulation that we go through together. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, so I, I just want to highlight a couple things here that that were struck me, and then if there's anything that struck you out of this um, as well, just in, in verse seven, talking about Tychicus, um, is that he he a couple things. One, he affirms that he's a beloved and faithful minister. So so Paul is like, okay, this guy's trustworthy. Listen to him, right? Right. And and so uh, and then the second thing is, is that. He is telling about his activities. Now, this struck me as because for several years, I was kind of a missionary. I was a missionary to college campuses and did other mission work. And I, I raised support, you know, financial support to help do what I did. And, and, I, and with that, a big part of that was also raising prayer support, you know. If I was out there serving, sharing the gospel, um, discipling others, uh, organizing you know, mission work. Um, I needed spiritual help and strength, and and Paul knows that, and so it's important for him to communicate what's happening in his life. You know, so 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 not only do we have this letter here, but I'm I'm assuming too that there's also verbal communication that's going to go on. Tychicus is not just going to give the letter and read it, but he's actually going to give an update on what's been going on sure, okay. in Paul's life, and that's why it's important. It was very important for me to give to like I tried to send out like at least quarterly, a lot of times monthly newsletters to all those who were praying for my ministry. Because one, I needed the prayer support, but two, how can you be praying if you don't know what's going on? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah, and yeah. so that important of communication, and so that's why like it's good, you know, in our life too to have people that we're talking scripture about, but also get update me on your life. What's going on? You know, how are your kids? How's work? All that kind of stuff we want to know that it helps us pray. For one another, mm-hmm. um, because of that community, and and so, um, and I think it's important in ministry too uh, that, that communication is happening. So I think I think that was one of the things that I thought was just really interesting. Tychicus will tell you about all my activities. Mm-hmm. That there's more than just there's more going on than just we have in the letter, you know. <laughs> and Tychicus is going to fill them in on right. it. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting too was um, uh, when we get down to Epaphras. Because uh, uh, again, and this is verse twelve, Epaphras, and we think that Epaphras probably you know brought the gospel first to um, uh, Coloss- the Colossians, uh-huh. and, and and so well he told us that you know back in in verse seven right. of, of chapter one, right. and so um, he says again he's a servant of Christ Jesus. He greets you. Epaphras is still there with with Paul, and so um, he called he calls him a servant um, of Christ. So again, he's affirming him in his ministry, and and he says he's always struggling on your behalf in his prayer. So again, he just asked for prayer, and he says, "Hey, Epaphras, he's a prayer warrior. He's struggling for. He's thinking about your prayers. Um, and what's that for? Is that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in some ways, that's that's the purpose of this whole letter, <laughs> right? Paul is concerned." For the Colossians, that they might be being led astray in some things, he wants them rooted and grounded, established in Christ Jesus alone, and 
if they're standing in anything else, they're not going to become mature and assured in the will of God, right? right? And so it just made me think, as a um, Epaphras is sharing the same concern of Jesus, and what is that? It's that we grow up in our faith, and we and we stand assured in that. And so I'm um, just going to put you on the spot here. If you were to if you were to say, you know, my concern is that people be mature. What's what's the pathway? What's the way to help them be mature? What are we What are we gonna? You know, we're called planted. We want them rooted and established. You know, and so what? How would you summarize that? Well, uh, one of the scriptures that's come into mind um, it speaks of the conversion, even in an adult state, mm-hmm. we're fully mature as human beings. That when we're born again, we are recognized as babes in Christ. Yeah. Right. And so, what does it say to focus on the pure milk of the word yeah. that you may grow thereby? So, it has yeah. everything to do with the command of the Lord, which is the scriptures that we have right. now. And from here, it's from Paul's lips because he's actually speaking <laughs> yeah. scripture, right? But, but yeah. um, the idea is for all of us uh, in the body of Christ those who would say that Jesus is their savior to not just say, congratulations to myself, I'm going to heaven, Mm -hmm. right? Because you can't be stagnant and, and be active in the faith at the same time. You, you must be interacting with those around you and with the word of God to grow. Because uh, if we go just to, um, Second Timothy three sixteen. That's some verse that I right. I once heard of, <laughs> which right that yeah. that all scripture right right is breathed out by God. And what is it profitable for? For for teaching, for doctrine, for instruction in righteousness, yeah. that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you have to be equipped. You 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 can't have a job without proper tools, right? right. Even if you're even if you're um, an accounting person, if you don't have a pencil and and know how to run the calculator, right. you're going to be worthless to that job. Right. Well, same with a believer. You you could make yourself almost worthless to the kingdom if you're not being proactive to building yourself up and growing in that structure. Right. I'm, there's there's so many different analogies you can make. Well, no, I think that's great because you know the, we say, well, well, how do I find the will of God? You know, um, is He going to write it to me in 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 a in a plane across the sky? You know, is it, am I going to get an email from Him? Am I you know am I going to have a dream? All those kind of things. And I'm like, well, actually, it's it's not that hard. You just pick up the revealed Word that He's given us, right? right? And you're gonna you're gonna grow up in that. That's what it's saying. And and what's this? And who is the Word of God telling us about? <laughs> yeah, about the Word Himself. <laughs> about the Word Himself, right? And as as Jesus said on the road to Emmaus, we've used this. We know said He opened up the Scriptures to them and said all that was concerning Himself. Yeah. Right. Right. And so. Um, which we again as we reflect back on just some of those earlier verses or any of those things in the book of Colossians as we're kind of wrapping up here, you know, it makes me think about um, verse uh, nineteen that is uh, he, he's warning them against being disqualified or following these other things that they're going to lead them away, but and those things will not help them hold fast to the head. Well, who's the head? The head is Jesus, uh, chapter two, verse nineteen. Um, from whom the whole body, that's us, nourished and knit together. Talk about that sewing analogy, mm-hmm. right? Knit there together. Right. Um, through all its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God, right? So the growth is, why does the Word of God feed us? Because it's from God. 
It's, it, and it's about God, and it's about his plan of redemption, which is Jesus, our head. You know, And so whenever we get focused on other things, it's not that we can't learn from other sources. We can learn physics and math and, you know, and economics and all those other things. That's fine, but it, it all needs to be built on a foundation of, of God's purposes in this world. And, and, and salvation comes through Jesus. And uh, if, if we're saved in him and by him, through him, uh, and we're, we're going to grow up in him. You know, right. and so, and how do we grow up in him? Exactly what you said. We're in his word and we're, we're discussing it with his body, right? And, and, and we're worshiping together. And then I think with that, then, then what does the body do? Um, a body, as it grows and everything, it moves, it has activity. And so part of the job of the body is to do the ministry, right? right? As well. And so, so I think that's, um, so I think in a lot of ways, you know, that's what Colossians has been telling us been telling us that, you know, the first part, it's all about Jesus. It's about the fact that we were once alienated and hostile in mind. I mean, 121, we were doing evil deeds, but he's reconciled us back to himself. Um, and and nothing, we don't shift away from that. We, we don't move away from anything else that this is what Paul's proclaiming, right, as the minister. And then, um, and he's reminding them then that, that we find our life in Christ, that, that we don't Anything else is going to, any other philosophy or way of thinking or any practice that, that's trying to lead us away from that, and which gets us back to, we've talked to the Colossian heresy, right, a little bit. Right. What was that thing? Um, and I, I saw one little um, summary of this here, which I thought was good. It says, um, this is from um, Robert Wall's commentary. I, I mentioned it before in some of the podcasts. He says, to shift the center of the faith from Christ. Okay, that's again, the center of the faith is Christ. That's what we're all this. Um, to shift from that to the intellectual domain of philosophical speculation and ascetic piety. Now, remember, ascetic right. piety is just, again, trying to do all those human efforts and religious practices to, to, to be right. religiously good or something. Right. He said... To move away from Christ to those intellectual domain of philosophical speculation and ascetic piety is to understand divine grace in terms of human tradition, that's 2 verse 8, and rules, 2 verse 21, a Christless version of Christianity is self-deception. Mm. And I really like that. A Christless version of Christianity is self-deception. Right, right. You know, we can even do that sometimes when we think back that, hey, we're in the New Testament now, we're in a time of grace, mm -hmm. but all those Old Testament people, they were, it was all based on works and nothing could be further from the truth. Exactly. Yeah, right? It right. was still based on faith. It was based right. on um, what the Lord was doing for his people by you know, redeeming them with mm -hmm. a strong hand and an outstretched arm from Egypt and from, right. the, you know, and then dwelling with them. And yeah, exactly. and yeah, there was laws that he puts in place for them to exercise the faith right. that they were called to. Exactly. Right? But, no, the, but, but those works never saved them. Right. That was, that was, that was never the case there. And so, um, yeah. understanding, uh, the, the word and what it says to us, that growing process, yeah. precept upon precept helps answer questions and, you know, maybe I'll share with, with you if you're listening right now and you're having um, times of frustration or you're, or you're disappointed with, with God for a particular reason, um, it might be that you're, you're not leaning heavily into his promises mm -hmm. 
Well, you might be saying, well, what promises are those? Well, that's for you to find out. <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 they're there, but right. right. But that's why we continue to read. So we may have confidence right. and, and grow in our in our faith. Faith isn't a, isn't a one-time thing that just stays there and stagnates. It grows. Exactly. Just like the body that like we keep talking about. That's the analogy, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it, it's something that we, we are constantly living out all the time. And I think that, you know, to go along with what you were saying there in terms of knowing his promises and, and things, I think... One of the reasons we get disappointed with God, I think, or me, I'll just talk about me, is because I'm listening to other things. I'm mm. listening to the expectations of the world and the promises of the world, uh, promises of man and, and of in, other institutions. Are you saying that you don't feel things. better after watching CNN? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that when you, we do that... I, we end up we end up living with the wrong expectations and the wrong assumptions, right? And we start adapt adopting the assumptions of our culture, um, of our of a particular philosophy that maybe it's maybe it's the company we work for, and and we and we're like, oh, this is what success looks like according to the company, and we and so I pursue that. It doesn't mean that it, it, some of those individual things can be bad or bad or, or wrong, but it's when you you think you're finding life in anything apart from Christ, mm-hmm. right? And so when we do that, we 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 start give we start making promises about things that ultimately lead to death instead of to life, right? Right? And so how do we help our minds have the right assumptions and um, the right promises? Back to what we said. Right. We need to we need to understand God's will. Right. right? And, and also going back to what you were just reading from these verses uh, mm-hmm. seven and eight to have to have others who are there to encourage you. Yes, exactly. To, to walk by your side because we you know we, uh, I'm I'm all smiles right now, but I've been in my low times. But it, it, it takes right. um, a friend like Pastor Matt to say, hey, you know what? You know, don't forget the promises right. in, in this way. This think about these. Dwell on this. Right. Oh yeah, you're right. Thanks. Appreciate that. I needed yeah. that in my life, and and so that's the body. You know, encouraging each other. Exactly. Um, yeah, and so I think that's you know that's a one of the great lessons to learn from. You know, sometimes it's easy at the end of some of these letters and to see these names and just kind of pass through it and say, ah, you know, uh, it's just kind of throwaway material in the Bible. You know, but there, there's no. God preserved it for a reason, right, <laughs> you know, right. and so it's important to, to learn that. Anything in these verses that struck you or any of the the, the names, questions, or phrases or, or things that, you know, stood stood out to you in, in this last part? Well, there's a, there's a few things, but one is just kind of, it's such a small item, but it's, mm-hmm. it's in the text, and so I'm curious why it's jumping out at me. But when he's talking in verse 9 um, with, about Onesimus, our mm-hmm. faithful beloved brother, brother who is one of you? Yeah. He gives them even more encouragement because he belongs to that congregation. Yeah. You know, so there's there's something to be said. You know, you mentioned a friend that you can pick up the phone with that you had in college and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and maybe he's a brother in the Lord or, or not, but you can have um, a, a good conversation and good relationships with your friends. But somebody that is your brother or sister in Christ has the next step of special relationship. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like the blood concept, the blood's thicker than water. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. And it, it is. And it is. And it, it's, it's gotta the blood be true. Of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, it's exactly what it is. Right. But just that was something that kind of yeah. hey, you know what, this is well, that's because it, it's familiar to me. The, hey, you're familiar to me. So that's Yeah. No, and I think that the reason Onesimus should could be should be hopefully familiar is that 
he's one of the topics of another letter. It's a short letter, but the letter to Philemon, because Philemon and Onesimus are part of the congregation at Colossae. And so, uh, and Onesimus was the slave of Philemon, Mm. and he ran away. And, uh, and Paul has welcomed him. He's come to the Lord. He's, he's repentant. He's, he's going to return Onesimus at some point to Philemon, and he's encouraging Philemon to welcome him um, back. And, and so, uh, and, but here he's, he's also letting the Colossians know, who are part of this congregation, that he's our brother. Yeah. You know, they, they probably know, and they probably, may, you know, they could have gossiped about Onesimus and Philemon. They could have maybe even said some bad things about that guy who ran away, you right. know. Right. And, and, and Paul's affirming him as a brother in Christ. And so um, I encourage you to read Philemon and, and keep that in, in mind. <laughs> um, uh, so now we have, okay, so there's another Jesus in our story here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's obviously a, a relatively common name yeah. for the time. So Yeah, and he's also called Justice. So, yeah, so... But it's interesting too that another phrase in there it's interesting is that they these are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers. So what's that mean of the circumcision? Right. right? So fellow Jews. Most likely fellow Jews. Probably not talking about like the particular circumcision group. He's probably not talking about those who are like saying you have to be circumcised. Right. right. You know, like often termed the Judaizers. And so Paul, you know, probably wouldn't use that term if he was talking about that. He's probably just referring to fellow Jews who are followers of Christ. Right. Another thing just right before Anismus to the is is again that the um one of the other motivations of the whole letter too is verse eight, I sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Mm-hmm. Right. So he wants to give us to, to encourage their hearts and, and and that's what Paul's wanting to do too. He's wanting to encourage them with this letter. He's, but he's obviously wanting to protect them from false teaching. He's wanting to emphasize and build them up in the, in faith in Jesus alone. But he's and and to help them grow to that maturity. But it's also an encouragement. And I think that's the thing that sometimes I can forget, even as a pastor, one who's been in ministry for many years, is there are times, you know, I can I can say, is what I'm doing making a difference? You know, I can get down or I'm just, if I, if I call that person, I'm probably just going to be bugging them. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, great. Here he is. You know, and when I find myself having those thoughts, it's all about me. You know, those ne- it's, it's about how I'm going to look or how I'm going to feel, how, how they're going to respond to me. It's, you know, it's very self-focused, but the, the point of ministry is to encourage others. Right. Right, it, it, he, Paul's focused on the, on the other, and with that encouragement and, and getting my mind to repent, <laughs> right, to turn around <laughs> and get the right mindset is very important. And I think it's an, a, a good thing to think about. Is that, and even at times I can think, oh, well, that's kind of prideful to think that you're an encouragement, or you know, aren't you full of yourself to think that you're somehow a blessing to others? You know, and it's it's not that right. If my right. identity is rooted in Christ, if it's about Jesus, if I'm in Him and I'm His body. He's the encouragement. He, I'm just the tool he's going to use. Right. You well, know? it's because as members uh, of the body of Christ, it, it is family. And in the same manner that we have true heartfelt um, care for those whom we love, you know, our, our children or mm-hmm. our mom, it's it's not a job. It's We're doing it out of love. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. if it becomes selfish, and, and we can catch ourselves in that time because we, 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 we still have the flesh on at times, yeah. right? Um, but it's just as soon as you think it and you make a conscious note of it, you know, it's 
you're back in in fellowship at yeah. you know with that right. whole walk with Christ and it's interesting here that it says that in um uh, the one right after where you were talking about to stand full and mature that he's mm-hmm. been working hard for yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good thing to to point out because you know, you know we 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 have good intention phrases that they're trying to communicate surrendering to God and let you know working in his power you know, but we when we say this, let go and let God, you know, or just just stop and let God do it. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. And I understand the intent of that of of that surrender, and 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 relying upon, depending upon God is what that's trying to communicate. But it shouldn't be communicating that we don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, and we see that here that. That it's still hard work on our part. There's still, I mean, Paul talks about laboring and straining and striving, you know, for this because he, it's a great struggle uh, for him because he's so passionate about this, but he's struggling in the, the power of God. He's struggling right. by the Spirit, right? And so, so I think it's just good to know that, you know, that that, 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 um, that hard work, it, it's not merit. We're not talking about meriting anything before the Lord. We're not talking about trying to do it with our own human schemes and ideas. It's always in the power of the Lord, but it's it is hard work. I can't just sit back and prayer itself is hard work, you know. Yeah, and prayer is. Prayer I, I fall is asleep tough. all the time when I pray. That's <laughs> a good way to fall asleep, and what better way to to do that in the presence of the Lord? But, you know, but I've uh, I sometimes somebody is is ailing or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and I'll and I'll I'll say you know I'll I'll pray for you about right. that, and I'll and I'll do that. I've got a pastor friend that if I make that kind of point to him, he doesn't say that he'll pray for me. He goes, how about right now we pray? Yeah. <laughs> and I love it every time. You know? Right. But I wish that sometimes the timing isn't, isn't perfect or opportunity is not right, but there's there's plenty of times that the opportunity is right. Yeah. And I might even have the thought, well, maybe I could just pray for you right now. And I'll just say, well, I'll pray for you yeah. later and, you know, walk away from that. So I, I don't know if it's a, an act of disobedience or, right. or, or whatever the case may be, but... How how neat is it to actually to pray for somebody that's ailing that they can right. hear the words of encouragement? Exactly, exactly. And, and, and I confess too that I say that and then forget to pray. Right. <laughs> so what better way to just do it right then <laughs> and then you don't forget? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is um, here in verse sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like. Again, we've talked about this, but the letters that are going to the churches are meant to go not only to just that church, but to the other churches around right, them. Right. Yeah, I think that that it, it seemed to be, especially the ones that have become part of our canon, the rule of faith, the the actual preserved scripture that we have. Mm-hmm. That that was the thing, and 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 so this is apost- writing of the apostles, and and so uh, yeah, they wanted to go out because. They couldn't go down to their corner bookstore and pick up a Bible. You know, they they didn't they didn't Google you know um, the Gospel of John. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had to pass them along, and they actually had to physically like recopy these things, recopy, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so these were um, circular letters, and and especially if you think about, I think we talked about in the one of the opening podcasts the uh, how you know. Uh, uh, Laodicea, Heropolis, and Colossae are all pretty close proximity to one. I've, I've actually been to Laodicea and and Heropolis, uh, and it, you know they're they're like ten minutes away, yeah. like from car. Right. So you know it's probably an hour walk. You know, not that far. Right. And and then, and they're really not all that far either from 
from Ephesus um, as well. It's a little bit further, but but still, you know, so so Colossians, and we've mentioned before how Colossians and Ephesians are pretty similar. Colossians is kind of a little bit shorter version of, of Ephesians. And, mm-hmm. and, then, and with that are just two great um, letters that just get to the heart of the gospel and, and to the body of Christ and and so and, and to the, the purpose of the church and God's uh, uh, work and so uh, so yeah it's been it's been great you know spending time here in Colossians with you and and hopefully you all uh, rest of you have enjoyed it as well and uh, yeah any other final thoughts you had on well just uh, you know as you go back through these few chapters mm-hmm. there's so many things that will pop out um, if we just look. For example, in chapter one, we have in um, chap in verse fifteen there just the preeminence of Christ. Yeah. Just, these are just highlights for, for right. us to focus on yep. who who Christ is is given in this in this first um, chapter and second chapter, as well as who we are in Christ, yes. in union with Christ, what He has done for us. It's not it's not a religious belief. It's an actuality of a changed life, a changed heart mm-hmm. um, of who we are in Christ, and that He is reconciling yeah. all creation to Himself. It's just such a big thought in in this book that I mean, you could we talked about that when we were covering this back on mm-hmm. session two or whatever it was that the uh, uh, we could spend yeah. three lessons on just those. Oh verses, yeah, I mean, right? it, it, well, I think it, it's I'm glad you brought that up again because. In I'd say modern Western Christianity, we highlight individual faith and we highlight a personal relationship with Jesus, which is all true and it's it's there. But to the neglect sometimes of the cosmic Christ, mm. the the universal lordship of Jesus, and not only and it's not just overall humanity; it's overall creation and and the work that He's doing to restore all things and redeem all things. We shouldn't just be thinking about people in that. Mm-hmm. We need to think about all of his creation that he actually originally gave us authority over to be stewards, to, be, to have dominion. And it's all messed up because of us. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I think you used the term um, before. There's there's examples of, of these different falls that are after the creation that are actually mm-hmm. um, decreation. I yeah. think that's the word yeah. that, that you've right. used. And how... Um, at all of those turns throughout the scripture, uh, we see God coming back yeah. to to re, to show the recreation right. again in the restored yeah. state uh, that we have, which is going to be um, eventually our presence it, with Him. Yeah, you know, face yeah. to face to face, uh, He's with us right. now. Yeah, and so the, and so what's what's great about that is one it it shows just how exalted Jesus is, but mm-hmm. it also shows how privileged we are that we get to participate in that. Yeah. Right, and so, um, so yeah, uh, just been a, a good time in, in here, and and I know, just another thing too. I think that as we, again, this is one of those things that you can sit down and you can read the book, you can read the letter in ten minutes. You know, it doesn't take that long to read through the whole thing. Um, but also that that you know some of these things are good to meditate on, and I think that you know you brought up the, the one fifteen to twenty again. I think at that time we talked about just how. It's one of those sections of, if you're looking at some sections of Scripture to memorize, I encourage you to just memorize verses 1, 15 to 20. Mm. Recall it to memory when you need to worship. You need to just spend some time focusing on Jesus and 
entering into prayer and worship and and um, restoration. Uh, just a great, great passage to to do that on. Yeah, fantastic, great. Well, All right. Well, we've uh, hope you've enjoyed season two. Do we and... do we really have to end? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Well, and we will. Uh, we, we got something coming up for season three that we're, we're praying and talking about. Um, don't quite know yet, but we will uh, we'll, we'll send out a little, we might do a little just brief interim podcast and and uh, give a little clues when we when we finally get it nailed down. What we, and need, what we, what we might have to do is bring in a, a guest. We do need a guest. I agree. We, we keep talking about wanting to have one. We need a guest. We um, need to... We we need our you know what would be cool I actually thought about this is you know all these names of different people we should bring in like in the in the interim we should bring in a few of our own Epaphroses and and Aristarchus I'm here and, I mean I'm, yeah. I'm fabulous <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> so we do let's we should we should do a little interview and and give some testimony and and hear about so that too so that'd be great yeah all right fantastic thanks guys have a good day. Hope you have been blessed by God's word during our time together. Remain steadfast in your studies as you have been planted by his living waters. Planted is a Cornerstone EPC production, connecting to God, one another, and the world through the love of Jesus. More information can be found at cornerstonebrighton.com.